And it's Friday at 4.05, so come with me as we enter Entertainment Court with Richard Krause. Order in the Entertainment Court. Let's get judgy. Court is now in session. Judge Krause, happy Friday. Well, happy Friday to you. Glad to see that you're back. Thank you for filling in. Everyone loves when you fill in. I've oh. been sipping on scotch soup and sleep. That's been helping me this time around. I don't know. It's um, a different one every time. <laughs> I know. I know. That sounds good to me. <laughs> and we have co-juror Ben Harrison making a cameo appearance, producing News Talk tonight and joining us mm. for Entertainment Court. Happy to be here. Judge Krause, what is your first case? All right, so let's meet Itana. She is an entirely AI, artificially uh, intelligent, generated Spanish influencer model who earns between $3,000 to $10,000 a month on social media. Her managers, and I have that word in quotes, the AI model creating agency called The Clueless created her so they wouldn't have to worry about talent relations, uh, models being late for shoots, or actually even paying her. So my question is, is it time that we renamed social media uh, maybe something more appropriate, like soulless media? Absolutely soulless media. That's how I feel every time I log on. A little bit of my soul gets withered <laughs> away and dies. Yeah, 100%. This idea of an AI model, it just creeps me out. Absolutely agree. Why are we paying AI-generated things? We should not be... And it... it, it, it takes away the humanity of it all. Well, as if social media was not devalued enough as a means of engagement and communication, along comes Itana. She's a highly sexualized, exuberant 25-year-old pink-haired woman from Barcelona with 121,000 uh, followers on Instagram. She was completely created by committee and artificial intelligence. Uh, it is impossible for her to be truly social because, well, her father was an algorithm and her mother was a pixel. Using her image to endorse products, etc., her creators rake in a lot of money a month on social media, all without, as they say, quote, being dependent on other people who have egos, who have manias, or who just want to make a lot of money by posing. Itana is so popular, she's even had celebrities try and date her through her DMs. Trouble is, not only she not real, but she's also some idealized version of female perfection, a Barbie doll made of pixels. But in addition to presenting unrealistic and unattainable portrayals of beauty that can affect body image and lead teens to have negative feelings about how they look and uh, their value as a person, the creation of fake influencers saps away the thing that was supposed to make social media great, the authentic interaction between people. Interacting with Aitana's AI will be about as rewarding as chatting with the vacuum cleaner and that's not what social media was meant to be and that is my verdict <laughs> judge Krauss, what's your second case Last week on Fox News, commentator Raymond Ororio complained about going to the movies over American Thanksgiving and seeing a poster for a film he claimed was responsible for the decline of America's morals. It's a Wonderful Knife, a parody of It's a Wonderful Life from director uh, Tyler McIntyre. 
This is an emblem of our cultural decay when you can't even make uplifting or joyous movies around the holidays, he said. You have to extend killing, mutilation, maiming, and death. So my question to you is, are movies responsible for the widespread moral decay? <laughs> movies are a reflection of the general population and i would say that fox news is more to blame than any movie you can make yep get over yourself fox news guy my goodness the, not only is this argument bad this argument is ahistorical there have been violent christmas movies since gosh the 70s black christmas a canadian classic mm. what about die hard yeah here's my verdict Sure, let's blame a movie that made under $600,000 in 923 theaters on its opening weekend for the erosion of our morals. You can cue the, fight, the fake outrage around this time every year. Perhaps Mr. Arorio doesn't understand that people go to see movies like It's a Wonderful Knife to get a dopamine hit to feel scared in a place that they feel safe, and that's the theater. Nothing sinister or morally decadent about that. Also, it seems that Mr. Arorio thinks that It's a Wonderful Life, the 1946 film whose title is parodied in It's a Wonderful Knife, is a wholesome family film perfect for the holidays. And in many ways, it is, but it's not consistently joyous. Remember how the drunken Mr. Gower almost poisoned a child? How about when Uncle Billy loses $8,000 of the business's money and George Bailey, played by the great Jimmy Stewart, rants about bankruptcy and scandal in prison? Or maybe when George gets punched in the face at Martini's Bar? How about when George threatens to take his own life so his family will get insurance money. It's not all wholesome, and yet millions of people watch it every year, and I wonder why Fox News isn't complaining about that one. And that is my verdict. Judge Krause, what is your last case? Actress Felicity Huffman has opened up about her role in a college admissions scandal that landed her in federal prison, telling CNN uh, that it felt like I had to give my daughter a chance at a future, which meant I had to break the law. The Emmy award-winning Desperate Housewife star was among 33 wealthy parents arrested in Operation Varsity Blues and accused of conspiring to get their children into college. Um, so my question to you then, Given her recent statements, Felicity Huffman, great mom or outlaw? Felicity, I'm sorry. I love you. You cheated. You got through with this, with this, uh, this scam. Outlaw. Outlaw. Yeah. I mean, if you love her, co-juror, it might be because of her performances, her acting ability. So let us look at her as a performance right now in trying to get any sort of compassion mm -hmm. from anyone who's look in this economy. I'm going to feel bad for a rich person trying to buy their child into a school. The kid probably didn't work hard enough. And I'm pretty sure uh, most of our listeners would agree that that's what you should be based on. It's merit based. It should not be that you buy your way into a school. Yeah, just so everyone knows, she was accused of paying $15,000 uh, to the scam's mastermind to raise her daughter's SAT score. She pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit mail fraud and honest service mail fraud. And she says, I know that hindsight's twenty twenty, but it felt like I would be a bad mother if I didn't do it, so I did it. Here's my verdict. Parents often say, I would do anything for my kids. But in the case of Felicity Huffman, who by all accounts is a lovely person, isn't one, isn't being one half of a famous well-off set of parents enough? 
The children of celebrities already have enough advantages like access, money, connections, without paying to take those advantages away from other kids whose parents aren't rich or the stars of TV shows and movies. I applaud Hoffman's actions since serving her time. Her community service has been extensive and useful by all accounts, and she seems to be truly sorry for her actions. But her excuse that she had to give her daughter, quote, a chance at a future rings very hollow. And that is my verdict. 15,000 would go real far for a tutor. Maybe some time to study for your SATs, <laughs> right? It sure would. You know what? I would uh, volunteer to be that tutor. <laughs> for that kind of thing? $15,000, I will teach that child English. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for teaching us as you do, Judge Krause. We're wishing you a lovely weekend. Yeah, same to you. I hope you're feeling better. Thank you. Judge Krause, Richard Krause, uh, disrobing now for the weekend and very grateful to Judge Krause, Richard Krause, uh, filling in on the rush and co-juror Ben Harrison. Thank you so much. You're producing News Talk tonight. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to the preview of the show with Jim Richards at the end of the program. I appreciate you both so much. That was Entertainment Court. Now coming up, uh, we're going to take a break for traffic. But then we're going to talk to the Green Party of Ontario's leader, Mike Schreiner. He will join us on a pretty big day of celebration. Uh, the Green Party of Ontario doubling its seats at Queen's Park, uh, winning in a by-election at Kitchener Centre last night. And it's a significant win. We will hear from Mike Schreiner, the leader of the Ontario Greens, coming up on The Rush.